0: Welcome back, everyone, to The Dirt Hut, a guide to Minecraft survival mode. This is the sixth episode of the podcast for a season where I'll be discussing... Okay, okay. Hold on. Still no emails? Seriously? That's, that's okay, but then, you know, please find time to email me next time. I, I love hearing your feedback, and I always reply to your emails. Anyway, in the last episode... I talked about enchanting, and I covered every single enchantment that you can get in the game right now. In that episode, I talked about only two enchantments, Enchanter and Librarian. Again, there are only two, but you know, enchanting is still very good in the game, and the sum, it's essential. Again, if you haven't listened to it yet, you can check it out right after this episode. And now, let's begin. Now, as a recap of what I discussed in Episode 4, what is a Nether Fortress? Well, the official Minecraft Wiki says that a Nether Fortress is a large complex of bridges corridors, and towers found in the Nether. It seems their description is rather vague, so I'll discuss everything you see in a fortress. So really, in general, these bridges, corridors, and towers which are made of nether brick, consist of different things such as chests, blaze spawners, and netherworld plantations. And other than that, five different mobs can spawn here. Namely, blazes, skeletons, wither skeletons, magma cubes, and zombified piglins. In the chest that I mentioned, you have a chance of finding ores, armor, and even horse armor. However, the main reason why you need to go to a fortress is to get blaze rods from those blazes. To get to the end dimension, you need at most 12 eyes of ender for your end portal. One eye of ender can be crafted using one ender pearl and one blaze powder two pieces of blaze powder can be crafted from one blaze rod, which can be taken when killing a blaze. So that's why you need to go to nether fortresses to beat the ender dragon and complete your main objective in the game. Anyway, now that you know what a nether fortress is, it's time to conquer it. At this stage in the game, I'm sure you probably already have some diamond tools and at least full iron armor. Since you've begun enchanting, it's also likely that those tools and armor are also enchanted, which is good. Make sure that when you're going to your nearest nether fortress, you should have at least full iron tools and armor. But if you have diamond or enchanted gear, that's even better. Also, I'd recommend bringing a bow, with some arrows, along with a shield. Of course, your armor would reduce the damage you take. Your sword will help inflict melee damage, especially with sharpness or smite. Your pickaxe will help you mine your way through a tight situation. And your bow and arrows will help you do ranged attacks. However, to me, your shield is the most valuable item here. It deflects or blocks enemies' attacks such as blazed fireballs and skeleton arrows. So, if you're low on health and you need to heal, stay in a corner and crouch so that your shield is activated. Probably, or really, preferably in your offhand slot to conserve inventory space and of course so that you can have something else in your right hand. Obviously, don't forget to bring a healthy supply of food to help you heal up in times of trouble. I would also recommend bringing at least 10 obsidian and a flint and steel to set up another portal at the fortress for easy travel back home. Lastly, I'd recommend bringing some blocks, preferably blast resistant ones such as cobblestone to aid in blocking yourself and dodging enemy attacks. Now. These last ones are completely optional, so only bring them if you already have them and if you have spare ones. These are torches to make a path, a chest to dump loot, a crafting table to craft in case of an emergency or you know if you lose your gear, a respawn anchor with some glowstone to charge it so you can respawn if you die, and lastly, buckets of water and a cauldron. Now if you put water in the cauldron in the nether, It will not evaporate, surprisingly, so that's an easy way to extinguish fire if you're burning. However, if you already have fire resistance potions, it's highly recommended to bring those as well, especially when fighting blazes. So next, I'll talk about finding another fortress, because of course, you can't go to another fortress if you don't know where one is. Because of the 1.16 nether update, nether fortresses are now a little bit harder to find and you'll have to travel usually hundreds or even thousands of blocks before you find a single one. So you have to prepare for that journey. One tip I have is that when traversing the nether, don't bring your best gear. This dimension is a dangerous place, so bring either useless or spare armor such as unenchanted iron or leather gear, instead of your best. And the same goes with your tools. Bring good enough tools but not the best ones you have. If you die during your travels, it's almost certain that you won't be able to get your things back since you're going to be walking a very long distance. Also, if you fall in a lava lake, or any kind of lava formation, your items will surely be destroyed through burning. If you stumble upon a warped forest, marked by its blue trees and blocks, you can make a warped fungus on a stick, using one piece of warped fungus and a fishing rod. If you have a saddle, you can ride a strider, which is a little red mob that can walk on lava. And even other mobs if you want to. You can use your Warped Fungus on a Stick to guide it and it's quite good for you as its lava walking ability allows you to travel faster and through dangerous areas. Aside from that, along the way you might find a ruined portal which has a semi-built nether portal with some blackstone blocks and its variants here and there. Now, you can feel free to grab the loot from that structure, but be wary of hostile mobs like piglins that might attack you. If a piglin is nearby and you break a gold block or open a chest at one of these portals, they will try to attack you even if you're wearing gold armor. Now, another structure you might pass by is large and has a black and gray color scheme. It has a lot of piglins and sometimes even a magma cube spawner. And this is a Bastion Remnant, which has quite challenging foes such as the Piglin Brute, which can be found only there. I'd recommend going to the structure late game, so I'll make an episode about that next time. Anyway, if you pass by a Bastion Remnant, I'd say just avoid it. And if a Piglin Brute comes chasing after you, I think you should just run. Now the last structure you might see is a nether fossil, which can only be seen in soul sand valleys. Those have bone blocks which can be backcrafted into bone meal, but I'd recommend making a skeleton farm instead if you find a monster spawner when you're mining in caves in the overworld. So yeah. So now that you've seen the three structures in the nether, You're probably quite tired, and you'll likely want to go to your base, but don't. All of this will benefit you in the end, and I'm sure you'll feel a rush of satisfaction when you see that big, dark red structure looming over your character. After passing by everything in the nether, from biomes to other structures to even nether caves. Caves. Yes, I i said caves once a while ago but i completely forgot to put the echo but there you go i had to put the cave somewhere anyway after exploring for so long you've finally reached your destination and that is your nether fortress so now time to prepare for it and head in let's get ready Ok, so nether fortresses have several mobs you will encounter. I have already talked about this in the mob section of episode 4, so I'll just do a quick recap on how to defeat them. So first, just ignore zombified piglins. Don't attack them and they won't attack you back, it's that simple. Now fighting magma cubes on the other hand may be annoying, but it's best to block their attacks with your shield especially when they're in big groups, and be sure to strike only when you know that they can't hit you back. When fighting skeletons, dodge their attacks by going towards them in a zigzag pattern. One other option is to block with your shield or even shoot them with your bow. Blazes try to shoot fireballs at you, so use a fire resistance potion or block those fireballs with your shield. When they have fire around them, that means that they will attack. So only attack them when they're done attacking you when they don't have fire around them. Now of course, ranged weapons will give you the upper hand, but if they're still on the ground and not flying, you can hit them with your sword. Lastly, when it comes to wither skeletons, Try not to get hit by knocking them back with sprint attacks and blocking with your sword because that withering effect is extremely dangerous. Also take note that they are 2.5 or 2.5 really blocks tall. So you can build a ceiling right above you that is two blocks above the ground so you can fit, but they can't, letting you easily escape or even letting you easily attack them. Well, now that you can defend yourself, I think it's about time to explore this fortress. Now, nether fortresses have two types of areas that can be generated, and those are bridges and corridors. Bridges are nothing special. They have five block-wide paths, with one block tall railings and I say quote unquote railings because it's still completely possible for you to jump over them and fall. Also be careful when exploring these bridges as they are open spaces so you can be attacked from pretty much any direction by any mob by blazes, wither skeletons and even other mobs including those that don't spawn in other fortresses like gas. Now. Rooms with lava wells in them connect bridges and corridors together. And the corridors are the areas you absolutely need to explore. Loot chests generate here and within these chests, you can find many different items. And now I'll enumerate them based on rarity from most to least common. These items are gold ingots, saddles, gold horse armor, nether wart, iron ingots, diamonds, flint and steel, Iron Horse Armor, Golden Swords, Golden Chest Plates, Diamond Horse Armor, and lastly, Obsidian. The rarity of these items can range from a 49% chance for the most common to an 8% chance for the least common. However, these chests are not what you're looking for here. You're looking for two things which generate within Nether Fortress Corridors, and those are a Blaze Spawner and Nether White Farm. So now, I'll tell you what to do with them, and why they're important. So among the two rooms you need to find, the blaze spawner room is the more important one. It allows you to get blaze rods, which as I've mentioned, will allow you to craft blaze powder, then eyes of ender which are essential for going to the end dimension and defeating the main boss of the game, the Ender Dragon. However, one other good use of blaze rods is for brewing potions. One blaze rod and three cobblestone or blackstone if you want, make a brewing stand. And in order to brew any kind of potion, you need to charge the stand with one piece of blaze powder that you have to insert in the Blaze Powder slot on the left side of the Brewing Stand GUI. Also, that gets me to the importance of the Netherwart farm. Netherwart is the essential ingredient in every single potion except weakness. And when creating potions, you have to use Netherwart to turn water bottles into awkward potions. And awkward potions are really the intermediate step before you're able to create any kind of potion. So, you know, if you want to go fast, make a speed potion with sugar. Or if you, for example, if you uh, you want to heal yourself, you make a regeneration potion, etc, etc. And also, yeah, really, brewing is really important because... One really good example is fire resistance. Fire resistance will help you not burn in lava or in fire. And you can only get that through either brewing or bartering with piglins. But, but this whole bartering thing is out of the question. Brewing is the way to go. Okay. Anyway, that's enough with all the brewing stuff. That's going to be covered in a later episode. Or more specifically, the next one episode 7, so stay tuned for that. Now, when you see a blaze spawner, be sure to be cautious, defeat all the blazes, and light it up. Again, I mentioned this before and I'm pretty sure episode 4, and the only way to light it up is using blocks that emit a light level of 15. So examples of these are shroom lights, glowstone, and jack-o'-lanterns, and remember that shroom lights and glowstone can both be found in the nether. You have to surround the spawner with these blocks in every direction with a two-block gap between them and the spawner. By every direction, I mean North, South, East, West, Northwest, South, East, Northwest, and Southwest. (sighs) So, the diagonal directions are also included there. Now, once you've done that, your blaze spawner is ready for renovation. You can now transform it into a blaze farm, which should probably be done later on. Anyway, now, head to the nether wart farm. Basically, just grab all the nether wart and the soul sand is planted on and that's it. You've conquered this nether fortress. It's time to head back to your base, but of course, be careful not to get killed. Now that you've gotten everything you need from your nearest nether fortress, what's gonna happen to it next? Well in the future, you're going to have to go back for some more blaze rods in case you didn't get enough, and you also need some wither skeleton skulls for when you wanna fight the wither, but again that's still a long time from now. So you can really do anything you want to the fortress right now, and you can even even into your own base for all I know. But anyway, that's the end of my discussion about going to another fortress in Minecraft. Now, this episode was kind of short, it's comparable to episode 1, maybe even shorter, but you know what, I'll be sure to make episode 7 back to the normal time, around 30 minutes an episode, and I'll be a bit more in-depth, I'll try my best. Also, you may have noticed that this episode covered Zero achievements, absolutely nothing. However, nether fortresses are still very important in your Minecraft survival journey. So I really did have to discuss it. Again, if you have time, please email me with feedback. I love hearing your feedback. And it's it's quite peculiar. It's quite weird that no one's been emailing me for the past two, three weeks now. It's very interesting and peculiar as well. Anyway, if you like this podcast, be sure to share it with your friends and family members, family members and stay tuned for the episodes to come. If you search the dirt Hut and anchors website you can send me a voice message for feedback or you can also send me an email through my email address and that is the dirt podcast at gmail.com. I repeat the dirt podcast at gmail.com. Again, all of this is in the episode's description, so if you wanna make sure that you know your spelling isn't wrong or something, check it. Check the description and email me or send me a voice message. I, I haven't gotten a single voice message which is, is interesting. Not a single one in this entire several months. Podcasting. Anyway, yeah. Thank you so much for listening to the sixth episode of my podcast. And I hope to see you again in the next ones. Bye for now.